the Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. So this month's Eason Book Club choice was When I Was Ten by Fiona Cummins. What did our panel think? Claudia Carroll, Stephanie Preisner and Keith Walsh, all very welcome to the programme. So, um, Claudia, uh, what did you think of the book? Oh, Pat, I thought it was a cracker. Dying to know uh, what the others think, but it's... It's not easy subject matter. It concerns parasite, child abuse, but it's told in such an accessible style that it really does become a page turner. The chapters are short, they're tight, they're punchy. What more do you want? Um, oh, just all right, t- well, let's hear what the others, before okay. you start telling us something of the yarn that's involved. Stephanie, what did you make of it? I thought it was... I, I read it like I had to re skim it this morning because I read it. I started reading it when it came in the door and I finished it so quickly. I thought it was brilliant. Um, like I don't, it's a really difficult book actually to talk about without giving any spoilers away, Yeah. but it's hard and it's hard to do the book justice. But so a young girl is, has murdered her parents with scissors and much of the action center around her release from prison. But the fascination that Fiona Cummins delivers like you switch between the past and the present and the reader is constantly doubting who's guilty and there's an anxiety and a tension that's growing and we wonder what kind of horrors are going to befall who next it's a brilliantly written crime novel uh, Keith what did you think yeah I mean I started off you know uh, with my usual I don't care about any of these people Uh, you know I don't care about this woman and her daughter and then slowly I was just like dragged into this world because I couldn't put it down and I had to get it's like you need to read the next chapter when you finish one chapter. It's like it's 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 really well constructed. And then I started thinking it was real. <laughs> I was totally like yeah. it was like it was like a, a, a proper almost like I was I was totally drawn into it. Uh, really loved it. Started off as a sort of like, what's this all about? And then by the end of it, I was just like, it, it is that thing of just one more chapter before I go to sleep. So if you work the next day, don't start this book. Yeah, I I really, really enjoyed this book. But at the beginning, um, I didn't want to enjoy it much because um, one of the characters is a journalist, a tabloid journalist, and uh, very self-deprecating, didn't like her very much. And then I got to not alone like her, but admire her as the, as the book went on, Claudia. I agree with you. The character That was the character that I found the most difficult to connect with. Um, but the, char- the character's name is, she goes by the unlikely name of Brinley Brooke. But I just thought she's there. The char- when I saw her vulnerability and her sensitivity, and she provides a pivotal uh, plot point because she was actually there on the night of these horrific murders. Just to give you a wee bit of backstory, without any spoilers. The the story is set between 1997 and 20 years later. So we're reminded that 1997 was a huge news year. It was the year that Tony Blair swept into power with the whole New Labour thing. Princess Diana died. There was major stories. But we're told that in Britain, the one that really captured people's imagination was the Hilltop House murders, which is these two little girls, two little blonde dotes. And the younger one, Sarah, 
um, brutally stabbed her parents, Dr. and Mrs. Uh, Carter, who were pillars of the community, very well respected people. But we discover early on that there's child abuse going on and those chapters made for very difficult reading. Um, Brinley, the character who's now a journalist, was their neighbour. She was a similar age and they grew up together and she was actually physically in the house the night of the murders. The youngest daughter, well, Sarah... Don't give too much more okay. away because um, it, it is one of those books that is full of twists and uh, yeah, turns. and it keeps flipping. Um, we we are uh, told that it was inspired uh, by uh, a child killer, Mary Bell, who uh, was then released and was in hiding after being hounded by um, tabloid journalists and probably every journalist in the in the land. And that's a, a, a real story. Stephanie, that that um, business of capturing the tabloid world, I thought was done quite well. You know, the story is everything. Uh, compassion is in short supply uh, as they do everything they can, even breaching privacy laws in their quest. Yeah, and I think it was really it was it was really well done in the sense that it didn't seem too, you know, Hollywood and or or too overly dramatic. It seemed like a re- like you got a sense of I am a journalist, I am under pressure to get this story. So the audience is like I I understand why you're doing these kind of immoral things to get the story. And then from the other perspective, you really felt the sense of imposition and the sense of being tacit or assiduously tracked by the media and how that feels to be on the other side of it. So I thought it was really deftly handled and quite realistic, I imagine, when you see people who are in the middle of a crime story and there's journalists at their door. Um, it was a really interesting element to the book. Now, Keith, uh, the, the, the question of uh, the narrative style, because uh, there is third person narrative, there are flashbacks, we go back and forward in time and first person narrative um, it obviously, since you all enjoyed it, it it worked well. Yeah, I thought it was really, really well constructed. You know, every every bit of it, the narrative style. I just thought it was really easy to follow. It was like I was I was I was comparing it to the last book we read, the disappearance of Stephanie Mailer, and like this is a very lean book. Like, there's no very little of superfluous characters, and definitely no need for an index of characters at the end to kind of keep flitting back. It was it's just a really lean book, really easy to to uh to follow and as i said like it, it you get to the end of a chapter and you're like either either you've already decided in your head what's happening next because there are twists and turns uh, and you want to find out if you're right or you just want to find out what happens next it's just it's just really well constructed like hats off to fiona yeah now uh, fiona cummins uh, that's the author's name she's an award-winning former daily mail or daily mirror uh, show business journalist and uh, she cut her teeth writing uh, serious stuff uh, with the faber academy of writing and novel course um but i suppose that pithy writing that is insisted upon by the the tabloids particularly um you know sometimes who who was it said maybe claudia would remember uh, i would have written you a, a um a short note Only but i didn't, didn't have the time, time. i, I yeah. always thought it was winston churchill it was a george bernard shaw maybe was it okay i i'm not sure but anyway you get the point it's harder yeah. to write pithy compact prose than write a rambling yoke that covers every angle and i think fiona's her training in the mirror certainly stands her in good stead. Yeah, I mean, the mirror sell, you know, tabloids are very talented at selling papers and getting things that catch people's eyes, headlines that make you pick it up, pay your money and then read all the gossipy juicy bits. And that's exactly what this book is, except 
you know, I don't want that to sound like I'm undermining the writing. It's very, very well constructed and she's very talented. All right. Well, look, everybody seems to love this book. It's called When I Was Ten by Fiona Cummins and it's available now. And it is a thriller with lots of twists and turns. Uh, You will not put it down easily unless your eyes close and you can't stay awake any longer. But I, I read too late into the night, I have to say, when I had that by my bedside when I was 10. Well, now it's time to see what uh, Eason have recommended for our June book club. And Stephanie, it'll be your turn to pick the next one. Uh, We'll give you the weekend to decide and we'll announce uh, which one you've chosen next Monday. But a sneak preview, 16 Horses by Greg Buchanan. In a dying English seaside town, the heads of 16 horses are found buried in circles with only their eyes exposed to the light of the low winter sun. In the weeks that follow, investigators uncover evidence of disappearances, arson and mutilations, all culminating in the reveal of something deadly lurking in the ground itself. That's number one. Number two, The Rules of Revelations by Lisa McInerney. Uh, The final act in an award-winning Cork-based trilogy, Uh, this book finds Irish-Italian Ryan Cusack back in Ireland and hoping to make it as a legitimate citizen. He's out of the drug business and is the singer in a band on the brink of breaking through. Success and redemption seem imminent, but figures from his past inevitably get in the way. Now, a book by a pal of mine, Miles Dungan, Four Killings, it's called. It focuses, uh, this is uh, real-life stuff, on Miles' uh, family's involvement in four violent deaths between 1915 and 1922. One man, Jack Clinton, an immigrant small farmer from County Meath, was murdered in the remote and lawless Arizona Territory by a powerful rancher's hired gun. Three more died in Ireland, and each death is compellingly reconstructed in highly readable narrative history. And the final one is The Perfect Lie by Joe Spain. Aaron Kennedy answers the door to the police. It's the start of a seemingly ordinary day, but behind her detective husband, Danny, walks to the window of their fourth-floor apartment and jumps to his death. Eighteen months later, Erin is in court, charged with her husband's murder. Over that year and a half, Erin has learned things about Danny she could never have imagined. She thought he was perfect. She thought their life was perfect but it was all built on the perfect lie. I want to read the four of them. (laughs) Anyway, Stephanie, it's over to you and we'll hear from you after the weekend as to which one you have uh, chosen. My thanks uh, to our panel, Claudia Carroll, Keith Walsh and Stephanie Prizer, who make up our Eason Book Club. (laughs) 